Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Board Games FM, powered by Theology of Games. This is AJ Skistad continuing our conversation on deck building games from earlier this week. Um, I am usually doing this broadcast on my way to work in my car, which is quite a bit less noisy than the car I'm driving today. So let's see uh, how this broadcast plays out uh, in this uh, older Ford Focus. Yeah. Anyways, um, so we're talking deck building games, and we're talking what will you play Friday. But first, let's go with some deck building games. We've been talking this week about the ones we like most, and I mentioned a few already, but I want to talk today about um, one of my favorites that came out probably in 2014. I, th I think it was 2014. I saw it at Origins Game Fair. It was called Star Realms by White Wizard Games. This was the first game that this company had released. Now, Rob Doherty, who is a um, one of the Magic World Champions, had decided to put a team together to create some games, and uh, this was the first one that he and his team created, and it's a great deck-building game uh, set in a uh, sci-fi universe with four uh, sci-fi factions, and basically what you're going to do is you're going to have military and money in this game. Money buys you cards from the trade row, and military attacks other players. Anytime you play a card matching a faction type of another card, you get a secondary function of those cards together. And so everybody starts with 50 points or 50 hit points. You're uh, chipping away at people one at a uh, you know, uh, hit point at a time. And it's just a great game, Last Man Standing wins. And I say Last Man Standing because originally this game was a two-player game. Out of the box, you could buy it for like nine, ten bucks, and out of the box, it played two players. You bought another pack for another ten bucks, you could play four players. It gave you another two starting decks. And there's different ways to play, there's different scenarios, but it is most of the time it's attack-based, where you're attacking one another. There are a couple cooperative missions, um, but out of the box, it is a combative game. Wonderful game, beautiful game, Really, really fun. I've invested a ton of money in this game because you can just keep buying expansions for it, play mats, boxes, sleeves, all sorts of good stuff. And I like it that much that I kept investing in it. A couple years later, 2016, they released a game called Hero Realms. Almost exactly the same game, only set in a fantasy universe, based upon the works of Epic, which they released in 2015. Epic was... Um, a game that wasn't necessarily a deck building game. There was some deck building in it when you when you started the game. Um, you kind of drafted some cards into your hand. Anyways, we're not talking about Epic, but we're talking about Hero Realms, which is almost the same as Star Realms. Another great game. It's set in the fantasy universe, much more to my liking, using the Epic artwork. So that is Star Realms and Hero Realms. Love those games. They're fantastic. Super cheap to pick up at a local game store. If you want to try out a deck building game and you want to try out one that's combative but doesn't make you mad at the end of the day um, because it plays so quick, check Star Realms or Hero Realms out. It's going to be a good, it's going to be a good fit for you if, if you like those types of things. Um, but it is also time for What Will You Play Friday? And so let me talk a little bit about what I will play tonight. I've been playing Quest for Eldorado quite a bit and I expect I'll play it again tonight. Big spaghetti dinner at my family's house. My brother and sister are going to be there, and their uh, kids are going to be there, so my nieces and nephews. 
I've been waiting to try this game out with the family. I played it quite a bit with um, some of my friends in my gaming group and with Rachel, my wife. And so this one will probably finally hit the table tonight, as well as some Wits and Wagers. We always love to play Wits and Wagers because it's lightweight. Uh, everybody has a fun time with it. We all end up laughing at one another and laughing at the answers we write to our questions. But enough about what I'm going to play this Friday. What are you going to play tonight or this weekend? Call in, uh, leave a comment below, and as always, check us out at Theology of Games. See you later. Hey everyone, it's Firestone here with Board Games FM, powered by TheologyofGames.com. And some huge breaking news in the board game industry right now. After 36 years, Mayfair Games has decided to stop publication, stop their business, and they have sold to Asmodee. Asmodee is buying up lots and lots of companies, and Mayfair is the latest. So, Settlers of Catan and the Crayon Rail games and all those things that Mayfair publishes, including Lookout Games, which would be um, many of UA, UA Rosenberg's games, Agricola, Aura et Labora, um, Feast for Odin, and so forth. Those games are also now a part of Asmodee. So this is a huge, huge acquisition, and the face of board games is just changing before our very eyes. Soon, I think Asmodee is going to own everything. What would that mean? I don't know. I'm not sure it's good. I'm not sure it's bad. We can talk. <clears throat> excuse me. We can talk about that. But this is uh, massive news for the board game industry. Mayfair Games and Lookout Games sold to Asmodee. Hey, have a great day. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey guys, we're back with Board Games FM, and I'm just going to be responding for a moment to uh, Scott's breaking news today about. Uh, Mayfair Games and Lookout Games being bought up by Asmodee. Um, this is, yeah, crazy for uh, the board game industry. I remember walking into my uh, local game store probably about two years ago, maybe three, and we were just talking about release dates on games and things like that, and how like the only people who really give you solid release dates usually are um, uh, Wizards of the Coast will give you release dates on their magic packs and things like that. But you can't really get a solid release date on a game because everybody's their own company. It's not like some sort of Hollywood business where movies have to come out at a certain time, at a certain evening. It's not like that. But I wonder as the, as the hobby gets bigger and bigger if there's going to be more um, organization to the process where people are, are meeting release dates other than just Kickstarter backer dates when things are coming in, you know. It's just crazy to think that Asmodee is buying up all these companies. And what does that mean? Uh, is Mayfair Games really stopped creating creating games? Uh, I'm asking you, Scott or Jeremiah, if you know. Are they not going to make games anymore? Or are they just selling their name? Because, like, you know, Days of Wonder has also been bought up. Fantasy Flight has also been bought up. But they're still making games. What does it mean to be under this figurehead, Asmodee Games? Um, is there a different, like, a total sellout where you're just selling all your games to them? they're going to start putting their name on them or or you're creating games for them what what does it look like does does anybody know i have to admit i'm a little ignorant on the situation i don't know uh how it works down and maybe it works out maybe it's different with each company but uh it's definitely super intriguing because asmodee owns like 
everything. And you know, the other thing, Scott, I, I, you mentioned how a lot of UA Rosenberg's games were um, going to be bought up by by uh, Asmodee as well, being part of Lookout Games. But it was my understanding that, you know, some of his games were just like all around. Like some of them were Mayfair, some of them were Z-Man. Um, I'm trying to think if he had any out anywhere else. Um, I know for sure Z-Man has the... Uh, I, did they not have the Agricola title? I thought they did. Um, so I'm just wondering how that works. Is Z-Man bought up by Asmodee Games? A lot of questions here. I'm posing them to you, the listeners, and to Scott and Jeremiah, uh, if you got any answers about these things, because it's just crazy what's happening right now. I agree. It's, it could be super exciting. I hope it holds good things. Uh, for us in the future, but I don't know. So um, just to follow up on your breaking news, Scott, good story. Let's hear more. What do you guys think? We want to hear from you. Call in or uh, leave a comment below. Check you later. Hey everyone, Jeremiah here with Board Games FM. Just wanted to weigh in with my two cents on the big deal of the day with Mayfair being sold or bought out to Asmodee. AJ, get on the trolley, man. Z-Man got bought by Asmodee like two years ago. Zev is working with WizKids now, heading up their board game team and uh, bringing lots of cool games to WizKids. So (laughs) there you go. Uh, Wanted to really quick here just uh, read a little bit of what's going on with the press release we got. And I know some people are saying, well, does this mean they're just buying Mayfair as the name or do they buy their titles? And to me, it reads a little bit ambiguous. So I'll just read it for you here. This is the press release that Mayfair released. It says, as of today, the management team at Mayfair Games Incorporated announces we will wind down game publishing. After 36 years, this was not an easy decision or one we took lightly, but it was necessary. Once we had uh, once we had come to this conclusion, we knew we had to find a good home for our games, which is when we reached out to Asmodee. Uh, so it goes on to say that they are pleased to announce that we have sold our games to Asmodee North America, who have acquired all the assets of Mayfair Games Incorporated. This acquisition includes the product line for both Mayfair Games Incorporated and Lookout Games GmbH. So, uh, it, I, I, it, to me, it seems like they have bought out the assets, which means, I guess, they control all the titles. I don't know if that means going forward we're going to see Mayfair logos on games or not, but uh, they have sold everything out to Asmodee, and it looks like they're just kind of stepping away. After 36 years, maybe it's just time for them to retire and move on. So anyway, that is uh, the the thing that's happening today. I feel like Asmodee is becoming Microsoft of the board gaming world where they're buying up big or, you know, up and coming and bigger named corporations and kind of becoming a giant conglomerate. Hey, if you can do it, it, it seems to work for companies. And I think it's beneficial in some ways to the, the companies that sell out. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs, they start companies in order to sell them. So it's not a bad thing necessarily for everybody involved. Uh, but I think it's, it's an interesting thing to see start happening in the board game world, which seemed to be much more niche and grassroots uh, than, you know, software or 
tech or anything like that. So uh, it's interesting to see, and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. All right, I got to get out of here. I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a fun week in playing games, and we will uh, talk to you soon. I'm Jeremiah with Board Games FM, powered by Theology of Games.